This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, diaper rashes, and other types of skin damage. I discovered Active Skin Repair and their baby spray from my community when our daughter was a newborn and had constant diaper rashes, and it really helped and continues to help. Containing hypochlorous acid, which is an effective option for helping with yeast diaper rashes, we just spray or dab active skin repair onto the skin with a clean cloth or cotton ball let's sit for 15 seconds and then apply our balm or ointment of choice with over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order using code PEDSDOC that's p-e-d-s-d-o-c the rule with setting boundaries as a parent is we have to set them and the child has a choice to follow them, but we can't let them sway our boundary setting. The moment we start doing that, that is how tantrum cycles will continue because she will continue understanding cause and effect, like I mentioned earlier, that my cries, my whines, my you know, verbalization and being upset is going to sway my parent. And that's just gonna be that cycle that I think you're kind of getting yourself into that I know you can break. Hello, and welcome back to the show. I am Dr. Mona, and I am so grateful wherever you are tuning in from. It is so nice to know that this podcast is reaching so many people around the world, and we are growing together as parents and as individuals. And that is the goal of this podcast. So thank you for your reviews, your shares on social media, sharing it with your loved ones, family members. I really appreciate it. On this episode, I am speaking with Ranuka. She is a mother of a toddler and they're struggling with screen time boundaries. You're going to hear me talk about setting boundaries in any situation. This is going to be something that applies not only to screen time, but also how to wean a child off of it, how to give them some sense of control when they are used to getting more screen time when they normally do. Let's listen in. Hey, Renuka, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. So tell me what is on your mind today as a mom? Hey, hi, Mona. Thank you for having me. I'm really uh, glad that we were able to get some time to talk about uh, my daughter's screen time and her tantrums. So just to give you a little bit of a story behind it is I usually used to have a limited screen time for my daughter, maximum like half an hour to 45 minutes, not more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, she had seizures. And after that, the things got a little complicated where what used to happen is if she used to cry a lot, uh, she used to get fever. And she was crying because she wanted to watch TV and mm-hmm. I was not able to control her emotions because if she's crying and we, I tried one day, like I was like, let her cry and I'll try to calm her down, but she was not calming down. And almost after like 30, 35 minutes when she was not like stopped crying and she wanted to watch TV and her temperature went to like 102. And that time it, it gave me like, I was in a panic mode that what if the seizures are triggered again? And mm. that's when the whole thing started. And I started giving her like the screen times, like, okay, watch it. I don't want you to cry. Uh, mm. After that, I tried like uh, doing a lot of things like distracting her, talking to her. Like if she's saying, you know what? I want to watch TV, mama. But I'm saying, like, let's, why don't we go out? Why don't we do this and that? But I think she has got that nerve that when I'm going to cry, 
mom is gonna give yes. me this pain uh, and yes. that's where and you know with a seizure I don't want that thing to happen again so she knows that no now and she just press it right there and then all here she goes and she gets a TV every time well I think our conversation is over because you know exactly what the root issue is yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, look I mean I, like you know it and sometimes you need to hear it from someone else but children I want to use the right wordage here that Sometimes people will say that they're manipulating us or no. I don't like that terminology because it makes no. it sound like they're these awful, that's something bad. They're not ever manipulating, but they are very good at cause and effect and understanding what their words and their actions and their cries can get out of us. So we have to first respect the fact that it is okay that she's unhappy, right? Because we have to dissociate the emotion is different than the behavior, right? So being upset is okay. We can be upset. Life is not always going to be how we want it. You're not always going to get what you want. It's okay to be upset using your example with your daughter. You know, she's two and a half, like you said, that she's upset because she's not getting the screen or she's upset because she wants to watch the screen um, or you took away the screen. Okay. So there's many different reasons why she's upset, but the role of the parent and I hope all caregivers, especially being on a united front is very important for us to accept the emotion, but also be very clear on holding the boundary, regardless of what those emotions are doing in that child. So if our child is upset and crying and we say, okay, fine, take this, then they mm. realize absolutely cause and effect. If I cry, oh, yeah. I cried and my mom gave me the iPad. Easy. I'll just continue to cry. I use the example of my son with my mother-in-law right now, at the time mm -hmm. of this recording, my mother-in-law is very, very lenient on giving sweets. Okay. <laughs> we as a family give a lot of sweets. We do. We offer yeah. it as part of our life. There's no like bad and good. It's okay. You can have, we have cookies, but we decide when he gets that meaning at a meal or a snack time. What we don't want to ever allow is that child crying. And then we get and cave into what that child wanted from the crying. It's very important because they will get that understanding that, oh, okay, so last time mommy said no screen time, but then I started to cry and she gave me the screen time. Okay, so I'll just keep doing that because every time I cry, I get what I want. So yeah. what we have to teach her, and this is doable, and it also comes from you to understand that you have to be okay with the feeling of her being upset, but you, before you enter a situation, you have to tell yourself, what is the rule here? What is the boundary that I want to create? And then you have to hold firm to the boundary. Let's use an example. So let's just say you want to her to have screen time. You are mm -hmm. doing something and it's screen time, right? Like it's um, just say when she was upset or sick. Um, and I want to reiterate that she probably was going to get the seizure, not from the tantrum, but because of the fever, right? She yeah. was sick. Yeah. So being upset is not going to cause her to have the seizure. You know, there are some children who get upset and bang their head. There are those things, but we have to understand that what is the boundary I'm trying to create here? So I am okay with my daughter watching an hour of screen time right now. An option here, which I really like for a two and a half year old or any younger toddler, like two to four years old, is putting on a timer. So you've heard about the timer trick, which is something where you basically put on a timer. And this has been in parenting for like years. We talk about the timer, but this can be something that she sets herself, whether it's a visual timer that you buy off the internet. I have one that I really love from the love every play kits, not sponsored, but I love them um, or buy it on like, you know, Amazon or Walmart or target or put on your phone and let her set the timer, like the countdown clock, right? Like put it for 
whatever, if it's 30 minutes, 20 minutes, you have to decide before the screen is offered, how Mm -hmm. much are we going to do it? And in your head as a parent, you have to be very calm and consistent with the boundaries. So the 20 minutes are up and she starts screaming and crying because she wants more. Mm -hmm. You cannot let that screaming and crying have her get more screen time because that reinforces to her that I will cry and I will just get more of what I want, whether it's screens, whether it's a cookie, whatever it is. Okay. But if you, after the 20 minutes, you saw her watching and she's happily watching and the 20 minutes are done and you decide as a parent, you know what, let's do another 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Like you can tell her, Hey, you know what, sweetie, let's watch another Mm -hmm. 20 minutes. Do you want to watch another episode? The difference here is that you did not change your boundary based on what she is doing with her cries and her whining and her Mm -hmm. tears. That is the difference. So sometimes you're going to surprise her and give her more than she actually wants. Sometimes you may have these rules and you may decide, you know, what's the weekend. Let's give her more than what I normally do. But the first step is being very consistent with your boundary. And that I mean, deciding what your boundary is, deciding what that is and understanding that we are going to calmly follow through. And so when you get to that phase of calmly following through, let's just say you have the situation where 20 minutes have gone by, the timer goes off, or you don't even do timers. We sometimes don't even do timers. We did it for a little bit and then we stopped because he didn't really need it. But we tell Mm -hmm. Ryan, we tell him the expectation like, okay, Ryan, we're about to watch TV. And when mommy says we're done, we're going to stop. And there's no question mark, right? We don't say, okay, we're going to be done. Okay. You just say it as fact. Okay. We're going to watch TV. You can watch some TV. And then when mommy says it's done, it's done. Right. And that's it. There's no, are you sure? Do you want to watch another episode? Um, Is it okay if mommy tells you that we're done? You got to be very consistent with that boundary and deciding what it is following through, but definitely speak as fact rather than asking a question. Those are going to be so important for you. And then have you tried doing any of those strategies yet? Um, Yes. So I have tried doing it. In the sense, like I've tried putting some time as like, hey, you know what? We're going to do 20 minutes of the TV today. And after that, we'll play in your playroom and whatnot. Uh, and then her crying gets started after like 20 minutes when I'm switching off the TV. But then when your in-laws are here, even, yes, without, yes. Wonder, my, even without wonder, my husband sometimes like, oh, she's crying. Just leave her. Do not put so many boundaries. Let us watch the TV and she gets away with it. You know what? Mama is yeah. going to put some boundaries, but... If your in-laws are here, even for that matter, my husband sometimes like, no, 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 I can't see her crying. Let her watch the TV. So that's where the thing doesn't work out most of the time for me. Well, that has to be an understanding of a united front and have them listen to this episode or talk with them because it's okay. Again, if you all decided that that's what's going to be, but you're going to get into that vicious cycle of the crying, the whining, all of that is getting her to understand that if I just keep doing this, I'm going to get this. Now, I don't mind if a child cries and they want to hug, right? I don't mind if they want connection with the caregiver, but when it's for an item, whether it's a screen or some sort of snack, we have to set some understanding here. Another option that you can do, which I've done as well. And again, I like to give options so that you can navigate the situation. So let's talk about two situations. One is that the boundary is set and we've just watched a lot of screen time. Let's just say you're approaching an hour, two hours at a session. That's a lot, right? Like they don't need to be watching for that many hours in a sitting. So I would say that, no, it is a clear boundary that needs to be set. If you have other caregivers that are against your belief, you Mm -hmm. have to calmly believe that you trust this boundary and you know this boundary to be healthy. And you can say, okay, time to turn it off. 
give her a little bit of control and have her press the button. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess meals. Chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from each week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. I absolutely love the spicy jalapeno, lime cheddar chicken, and mushroom chicken thighs with wild rice. Keep kitchen time to a minimum with Factor Meals because they're ready in two minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I work from home and love the convenience and how delicious Factor Meals are. Head to factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 and use code peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code peedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. As a pediatrician, mom, and podcaster, I want to share with you a podcast I recently discovered. It's called Understood Explains, and this season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. I listened to an episode called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 plans, and I learned so much that I honestly didn't know before. I now feel I can better explain these to my patients and their families and better support them in their neurodiversity journey. Navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences can be confusing, and this podcast helps to validate these struggles and provide actionable tips that are useful for parents, teachers, and clinicians. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood explains. We started doing this with Ryan very young when we start first started screen time. When the timer went off, I didn't turn off the TV. Ryan turned off the TV. What this does, it gives them some control and you would just hold the remote to her and say, Hey, sweetie, the timer went off. It's time to turn off the TV. This doesn't mean she's going to stop crying. This means that she is also now in control of the boundary as well, that she heard the boundary. You're giving her the button to turn off the TV and then you're going to move. Sometimes this means she's going to still cry. What I would recommend is if you're hearing all that noise, like, oh, come on, don't be so harsh. You are not being harsh. You are setting a very healthy boundary that your child does not need to be watching a screen for two hours if you don't want that to be happening. You may need to be the one to take her outside for a walk. Go upstairs with her if you have a room upstairs where there's toys. You want to remove yourself from the energy that is not serving the boundary. And I say this because when in-laws are there, when there's someone who's not on the same page, you're going to need to regroup there. Your daughter is going to stop having the tantrum. I know she is, but when everyone's getting upset and be like, Oh, come on. Yes. Keep it on. Why are you crying? (laughs) That is not de-escalating anything. And she's just going to continue to get riled up and the energy level is going to continue to rise or she's going to continue to feel dysregulated. And Oh yes. Like there's a divided frontier. My caregivers are not on the same page here. So when you make the decision, ideally, I would want all the caregivers to be on the same page and decide that this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to approach it. But if not, then we say, okay, we're turning it off. She turned it off. 
she's okay. I have her. We're going to go outside for a little walk, get into nature because nature has a way of resetting our brains when we're dysregulated. If the weather doesn't allow that, go into a different room, but I want you to calmly and not raise your voice to anybody in that room. Say, I got this. We're going to be okay. She'll be fine. She watched a lot of TV today. I'm happy that she got to watch TV. Like you're not vilifying TV. You're not vilifying the screens. You're just saying, it's done. She did so much today. We're going to do something else. Now, the other thing I was going to mention is that if you are in the moment where they want more screen, right? Your daughter mm-hmm. wants more screens and everyone's saying, let's give her more screens. I sometimes practice something where I regulate Ryan when he's asking for something. For example, I'm using a cookie as an example. My mother-in-law is like pounding him with cookies right now. Okay. And mm-hmm. I don't like it because she does it when he whines and cries and I don't mind him having cookies, but I don't want to reinforce the whining or crying behavior to get what you want. So what I sometimes say is, Hey, Ryan, I see that you really want a cookie right now. So let's use your screen time example. Okay. I see that you really want a cookie right now and she's crying and whining and she knows words. Like she has language, right? Yeah. Yes. But she's not saying anything because she's whining and crying. Right. You can say, I see that you really want something right now. Can you tell me in a different way? What do you want? Right. You're telling her and she's going to cry, cry, but you are calmly asking, what is it that you want? Mommy, I love screens. Like she may say that, oh, you want to watch more screen time? Well, right now we can't watch screens, but I see that you really want to watch it. But tomorrow, do you want to watch? um, What do you want to watch? But you have to follow through if you're going to promise her something tomorrow, right? Um, You have to follow through if you're going to follow later. But I want you to recognize the feeling and talk with her. Now, if you get to a point where you're like, "Eh, I kind of want, I'm okay with her having more screen time, but I don't want her to whine to get it. Sometimes I want you to get her to a point and you can talking with her and saying, you know, Hey, sweetie, do you want to watch more screen time? I see that you really do. Is there a different way that you can ask for more? And she may say, mommy, yes, I want screen or she'll calm herself down. Then if she's calmed herself down, and she's not dysregulated, yelling, crying, but she's breathing and she's calm. And you say, what is it that you want? Mommy, I want screen. And if you are okay with adding more screen time, then I'm okay with that. But what we don't want to do is offer more of the thing that we're trying to set a boundary with in the middle of dysregulation and crying, because I'm telling you, and that's probably why you're dealing. And I know you mentioned that you're dealing with the moment she wakes up and all of this, like she's just crying and upset. It's because we are not allowing her to respect the boundary because the United front isn't there, but also she has now realized that, Oh, well, last time my mom or my dad, they didn't mean business. They were okay with me doing um, whatever I wanted when I cried. And so she has to understand that no, it's done means it's done. That doesn't mean that she can't have it later. It doesn't mean that you don't love her. It just means that I said, it's over and you watched it. And I think that's wonderful that you watched it, but we can try again at a different time, maybe in the afternoon or maybe the next day when it's screen time that you are deciding is ready to happen. The rule with setting boundaries as a parent is we have to set them and the Mm -hmm. child has a choice to follow them, but we can't let them sway our boundary setting. The moment we start doing that, that is how tantrum cycles will continue because she will continue understanding cause and effect. Like I mentioned earlier that my cries, my whines, my, you know, verbalization and being upset is going to sway my parent. And that's just going to be that cycle that I think you're kind of getting yourself into that. I know you can break. Yeah. 
No, that sounds really good. I think I like the idea about like giving her that kind of a freedom of turning off the TV. Yes. Maybe that's give her some sense of like comfortness. You know what? Mommy is allowing me to do that. Yes. Uh, so right. definitely I'm going to try that. I've tried doing it. Like, for example, she knows it. Like when I'm asking her, hey, you know what? Don't let's do something else. It's We have to say bye to TV. And then she'll start crying. And then she knows mama is not in a good mood. She'll come, mama, I want a hug. And then okay. she'll hug me. She'll calm down and then, and I'll ask her, okay, Sahir, do you think you want to watch? Do you think you want to play in another room? Do you want to go out? No, mama, I want to watch TV. And then when I'm trying to distract her again, she'll start crying again with her lungs out and whatnot. And that whole cycle will come again. She'll do the hug again, but she'll again ask it. So I struggle there a lot, but I think what you mentioned right now, I think I'm going to try that and maybe... And she's calmed down as like, let's go out right now and do something different to her. If I'm going to be very honest with you, I think what's happening in your situation, I think we have to be really, really good about having it as part of your routine. Don't get me wrong. I think it's very important, yeah. but I really want us to try the strategy of when it's over, it's over. There's no, you know, how I mentioned the strategy of like, if she yes. calms down, that is for a child that you're able to regulate and really, you know, get to little screen time. But if she is doing that cycle a lot with you, I would say like, just say you watch at like, give an example, like just say you watch at 2 PM or like 3 PM after mm-hmm. nap time. Okay. That is the screen time that she gets. And I would not allow it back unless you have started to see that she can regulate herself and stop asking for it every mm-hmm. moment. Right. Like mm-hmm. if she continues, she's asking for it because she knows that she's going to get it plain mm-hmm. and simple. Now, yes. absolutely. Like she knows that this is going to be, if I just keep asking for it, I get it. And I get from a parent perspective, when our child wants something, I get why you're, you know, the in-laws and your husband was like, oh, just give it to her. But yeah. they can get other things from us. Like I said, affection, love, going outside, getting their, you know, running around, playing with the toys that is healthy for them as well. You know, yeah. um, and I'm happy that you're going to employ the giving her control other ways that you can give control, because I want to kind of go back to this whole, why children get upset when they are told what to do. They like to have control. They like to have autonomy. They like to be able to say that I chose this and this is what I'm doing and whatever. But at the end of the day, we have to make the rules for our children because that's how they understand boundaries. And so having her press the remote um, is one thing, having her pick the show. I know this sounds like really, you know, excited, like, Hey, okay, we're going to watch screen time. Which one do you want to watch? Do you want to watch Bluey? Do you want to watch Thomas the train? Do you want to watch Blippy? What I'm doing there is I'm giving, you're giving some control to the show, right? That it's not like what mommy chose gets to be the one. So give her and build it up. Like, okay, we're going to watch which show do we want to watch today? And then she decides, Ooh, Ooh, I want to choose this one. Oh, great choice, sweetie. You picked a really good choice. So now you're drilling into her brain that, okay, she has control in some degree in this situation that she feels like she's not in control, right? She has control over what she's watching. Obviously you decide between two or three choices, right? Don't let her pick some random show. Um, (laughs) And then the turning on and turning off of the remote. Obviously you may have to go to get to where you need to go on the television, but I, you are going to allow her to have power in a situation where you are truly in power. And I feel like that's one strategy in parenting that is not talked about enough in that within boundary setting, we can still give our children power and choice that makes them feel like they are in control when in actuality, we are the ones who are in control. But it's just a 
it's a developmental strategy and it's a parenting strategy that makes them feel like an equal when they are actually being set with a boundary. And that's how you're going to maybe see some changes. Becoming a new mom does not come with a manual, but I'm trying to get as close to it as possible. Are you expecting a baby or know somebody who is? Make sure to grab my first year course, The New Mom Survival Guide. The on-demand course contains modules covering parenting in the first year, newborn feeding like breast and formula feeding, newborn sleep and infant sleep, introduction of solids, safety, baby care how-tos, developmental milestones, teething, and so much more. With videos and printables, you will feel supported through the first year. The course also has a roadmap that takes you through what to expect visit by visit so you can feel more confident and calm in the choices that you make and the stages that you'll go through during your baby's first year. By purchasing, you also get access to our Facebook community to troubleshoot issues or concerns. It also makes a great gift that can support a new mom through her motherhood journey. Check out the New Mom Survival Guide by visiting pedsdoctalk.com and searching our popular courses. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Um, so on that point, I would like to say one thing. So I tried doing it. Uh, but what has happened now is because I've asked multiple times, oh, you know what? What do you want to watch? As you said. And now, but what she does is, for example, I'm telling her you will be watching screen for half an hour. In half an hour, she'll come up to me like 20 times. Mama, change this. Mama, can you, can okay. you, can you turn on Blippi? Mama, can you change it? This Mama, is change. a Mama, great. Change. Yes. So here is where you have to also understand that this is a whole different parenting conversation, but she yeah. made a choice. Toddlers yeah. are going to want to change their choice. Mommy, I want blue cup. No red cup. No blue yeah. cup. No, I want this purple. You have to say to her, the script here is, Sahar, you chose to watch Blippi. That's what we're going to watch. And you pause. Remember, you don't have to fill the space. You have to talk in small phrases. That's what we're watching. Mommy, no, I want to watch Bluey. Or she wants to switch, right? And again, Mm -hmm. your tone matters just as much as what you're saying. Sahar, Mm -hmm. you made a choice. And that was a great choice. We either keep this on or we turn it off. Which one do you want to do? Ah. Okay, mm. I see that you don't want to watch it. Is that what your answer is? Ah, bluey, bluey. Repeat your boundary. We either keep this on or we turn it off. Because remember, now you're giving them the new choice because you're not going to switch it because that's another issue then, right? Then you're dealing with yeah. the constant switching. I've been yeah. there. You do not want to get into these power struggles. Same thing with meals, right? Like if a child says you give them two options and then they're like, they just give you an example of like chicken nuggets and pasta, okay? And they mm. you give them chicken nuggets and then they're like, oh no, pasta. Sweetie, we decided on chicken nuggets. We can have pasta tomorrow or we can have pasta later. But right now we're having the chicken nuggets. And that is a great choice that you made. Similar to the screen decision using mm-hmm. Blippi and Bluey as an example. Okay. 
two popular shows for toddlers. Sweetie, you chose Blippi. That's what we're watching. We can maybe watch Bluey another time, but right now we're watching Blippi. So if she screams and cries, remember, then we say, well, the two options are, sweetie, that we can watch or we turn it off. Which one? She continues to cry. Ah, da, da. Okay, I see that you don't want to watch it, so we're going to turn it off. See, like you have to make that choice regardless of what she's letting you do. Now, if you go and start switching the channels, she's going to keep bothering you and saying, hey, switch this, switch this. So you have to verbalize the new boundary because boundary setting as a parent is constant. You have a boundary in your head throughout your entire day. There are going to be choices and decisions and things that are happening that now this is the new boundary that we're watching a screen. Now the question is, what are we watching? But you're not going to play that game because that goes back to what I was saying, that now she's in control over the decision-making in between once a decision and boundary has been made. So your boundary has been made. We are watching screen and we're watching Blippi. That's it. Now, if there's any switch to that, it's empathizing and understanding and saying, Sahara, I see that you want to watch Bluey, but you chose Blippi and that is a great choice for you. And we're going to watch this or we turn it off. Which one do you want to do? And you have mm-hmm. to sit with her and be okay with her being upset. The hardest thing that we can do is being okay with a child being upset when you're setting a boundary. But remember, they don't have to like the boundary, but that doesn't mean that they don't love you, right? They just don't like yeah. being told what to do. But you gave her the choice. You made firm the boundary. And now it's your job to hold with it and understand that in parenting, constant boundary setting is going to be the name of the game, right? Like Mm. with sleep, with this, with eating, like literally throughout my day with my toddler, I can give 50 instances where I've had to set a boundary or he's flipped his mind. I don't want to wear the shark shoes. I want to wear these shoes. Calmly Mm. say, well, you made a choice of wearing the shark shoes. So that's what we're going to wear today. Maybe tomorrow we can make a different choice. And that's it. Like there's no production. There's no, okay, Ryan, like wear this, but our reaction and tone matters so much more than what we actually say, right? So if I say, no, Sahara, come on, you're not watching this. We're not doing this. This is not happening versus no, sweetie, we're not watching this. It's not happening. It's, this Mm -hmm. is what we're watching. Like the difference there is you didn't join her dysregulation, right? You have to stay very even keel that I get that you're upset. I do. I understand that you're upset and that you want to watch another show or that you want to watch more of a show, but that's not what we're doing right now. And pause, Mm -hmm. like stay there with that statement, right? She's okay. going to cry in your face when that happens. And I've been there. You're going to, she's going to cry mm-hmm. and she's going to be like, mommy, please. And you'll be like, and then that's when you get into your tantrum management mode where you're like, I see that you're upset. You made a choice to say, now the TV's off. I'm here. If you need me, do you want a hug? Remember the hug is yeah. not for her to get more screen time at this point. The hug is yes. for regulation purpose for the tantrum. We don't hug to get screen time. We don't hug to get that. We hug because we feel vulnerable and we want a hug. So she shouldn't be using hugs and kisses and all of that to get screens and to get cookies. And I'm very clear on that. Like hugs are because you want a hug. That's it. It's a hug. It's not to get something out of someone. We're not using our body and using affection to get someone to do something for us. Hugs are just a way of feeling good about ourselves because it's comforting, right? So that is another key that you just mentioned that I love that she wants to hug you and say back Mm -hmm. to her, oh, Sahara, I love when you give me hugs. This is so sweet. But if she hugs you and she's saying, hey, mommy, I gave you a hug. Can I watch screen time? That is not what we allow, right? Because the hug, the hug, the tears, none of that should sway our boundary. We get hugs and we do all these things because it's an amazing feeling. And when she's dysregulated to tell her, I love you, sweetie. I know you don't like what I just said. I know you want to watch this. 
but we're not watching this right now. If you take a moment, I'm here with you. If you need me, you can come give me a hug. No, mommy, I want to watch Blippy. I want to do this. I see that you want to watch Blippy, but right now we are done with Blippy. I'm here if you need me. Do you want a hug? And you sit there and you literally just let her feel that emotion and feel your calmness. Feel mm-hmm. that you are not going to be swayed by her. Then if yeah. you can do more of that, you're going to find mm-hmm. that the terminology, the whining, the crying. Like I've been there with you. Like I've had a toddler. We started doing this much earlier with Ryan, which is why he doesn't have as many tantrums as a two and a half year old, because he knows mm-hmm. that his whining and crying isn't going to sway our decisions. He mm-hmm. can always get a hug from us. If he's feeling dysregulated, he can always connect with us if he's feeling dysregulated, but that hug and the cries and all that is not going to sway me giving him a cookie or giving him this. That is just something that's going to be a part of our family routine. But it's so important to remember that they understand cause and effect so much so. Like they are very good at it. And when a new person comes into the home, like just say you hire a babysitter or grandma's visiting, I'm going to tell you from experience, they are going to try to get more out of them because they understand that this person is someone new. This is someone new that I can test boundaries with. This person is not going to be comfortable with my crying or my whining and is going to cave. And here we go. I now found the caregiver that is going to be extremely lenient. And you're going to find times as a mom that you are going to want to give screen time more. I've been there where I've set a timer for 30 minutes and I'm still working on something. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just give more. It's okay. And that's the boundary you set, right? But when it's done, you have to say to yourself, it's done. We are not going to get more of this until we say it's time. And then how you approach that is the tantrum management of, I see that you're really upset right now. It's okay to be upset, but we're done with the TV. I'm here if you need me. I don't. And then you have to just sit and be okay with her not liking the boundary, but you're sitting with her. You can hold her if she allows you to hold her. You can leave and go to um, outside if you obviously the family members are there, if you just want to get some air, but you want to redirect her, but you can't let that activity get her back to the screen. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds good. That's definitely something I'm going to try. I, I was struggling there a lot to be really frank that she comes like 20 times in half an hour asking yeah. me to change. And I didn't know like what to do. It's like, I'm, I'm stuck because I just gave her twice. And I'm stuck because she keeps on coming back. It's an half an hour. I don't want to turn off this TV because it's an half an hour TV time for her, screen time for her. But now she's coming up to me like 20 times asking me to change, change, change. I didn't know like what's the next step for it, but I'm yeah. definitely going to try for it. Thank you for that. Absolutely. And that's a, a, I guess, a nuanced conversation, which is why I like having you all on my podcast, because yes, we can talk about that. But the yes, the back and forth, I guess, why I like this conversation is we're talking about two things within each other, right? We're talking about the screen time boundary, but we're also talking about within the boundary, when they try to negotiate in the boundary. And that's like layered parenting, right? Like, and it is so vital. And I know that you're going to see changes, but it really, really comes back to really respecting that you have to come up with what your boundary is. And you also have to have that script of understanding and always, 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 when we are approaching our children with their frustration, the best thing we can say is I see, or I can hear, or I can tell, like, you're basically saying, I am looking at this noticing, right? I notice, or I want, or I, I see, but I see that you really want this, but right now we can't do that. And plain and simple. I see, but here's what the rule is. I see, but here's what the rule is. 
you made a choice. And when I say build up the choice, right, because you want to put in their head that she has that autonomy. She made Mm -hmm. that choice and that she has to stick with that. That's how we've gotten Ryan to not keep asking for cups. He's, he went through a phase where, oh my gosh, like, oh, here's the blue cup and the red cup. And I'm like, okay, well, no, we can't keep playing these games. So I say, Hey, Ryan, you made a choice with the blue cup. And that's a really awesome choice. So that's your cup today. And then he's like, eh. and I'm like, that's a great cup. If you want to drink your water, here's how you get your cup. Here's the blue cup. There was no like negotiating. There wasn't like, okay, do you want this cup or do you want this? No, you made your decision with the cup. And of course, guess what? They start drinking out of the cup, right? Like they're just trying to test. They're trying to really test their boundary. And they're trying to see if what we will do if they whine and cry and stuff, but you are the strong person. You are the leader of that ship and you can handle it. It's just about blocking out the noise from the caregivers, getting on the same page as everybody else. And if they're not on the same page, you may have to remove yourself from that room to give yourself some regulation yourself so that you don't get into that cycle of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like everyone is listening. People think that I'm a bad mom. You're not. You're trying to set a boundary here that is very important for your child. They do not need to watch hours of screen time if you don't want that to happen, right? I mean, they need to do other things. And this is for everything. Like this strategies that I'm talking about are gonna be effective in your child's having difficulty leaving the house. Your child is having a meltdown over wanting a cookie before dinner or wanting a snack, right? Hey, it's not snack time, but do you want me to put a little bit with your dinner, right? Like just say she wants crackers. Mm -hmm. I can put some crackers when with dinner time, you know, when it's time for dinner. Like it's really just being very, very consistent with that. Okay, no, that sounds good. Thank you, thank you for that. I loved chatting with Renuka because we not only talked about her question, which was about screen time, but we got into a lot of good parenting principles on boundary setting. And I want to wrap up this episode like I do with all Monday episodes with three take-home principles. These are principles that apply to managing screen time boundaries, but also in many different parenting situations. So the first and most important thing is you need to decide what your boundary is. Using the example of screen time, if your plan is to only have 30 minutes of screen time while you're preparing dinner or whatever you're doing, you have to stick to that boundary so that your child understands what a boundary is. If you are just saying, okay, it doesn't matter, you do what you want, the child is not gonna understand the concept. Boundary means my parents said that this is going to happen and it's going to happen. I'm going to see it be carried through by my caregiver. So it's important to decide your boundary. And then number two is calmly follow through. There does not have to be this big production, this big yelling match, this big, okay, 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 whatever you want to do. We have to calmly follow through because besides the boundary, our reaction is extremely important. Our body language, our tone matters way more than what words are coming out of your mouth. So it's really important to watch how you are following through with the boundary. And number three, there are so many I could have gone over, but number three is I want you to give some opportunity for control. Children want to have control even within a boundary. So we talked about allowing your child to turn off the remote, pick a show. But remember, once they make that decision and we have to hold another boundary, that that is the choice that they make. But by allowing some power, we are allowing them to foster their autonomy when in reality, we are their caregivers that are 
giving them that bigger boundary for their development, for their safety, whatever you want to call it from your parenting philosophies and principles. They have to understand that this is the boundary my caregiver is trying to set for me. They are going to follow through when they mean it. You're going to speak as fact rather than asking a question so that they understand that this is what you want in your home and outside and in other situations. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you love this episode, make sure to leave a review and rating, share it on social media, tag me at Pete's Doc Talk on Instagram. And I cannot wait to talk to another parent next week on a topic regarding parenting, parental mindset, and so much more. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.